Cast out devils and lay hands on the sick. If you are not obeying him, you better act quick. He is coming back and we will all give a report. So obey Jesus so you don't come up short. Well, hello everybody. It's getting close to Christmas time. Wow. I'm looking at the uh, calendar here. Monday is a big day. Although it kind of sucks to have Christmas on Monday. Um, because what happens for most in the Western world work week? Are they going to give you off Tuesday? Or are you supposed to be back to work on Tuesday? Uh, actually, I think the way it should work is... Um, oh, heck, just give everybody off seven days. Starting today. Amen. That we can have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday off. I'd go back to work till Wednesday. Now, they'd be a good boss if they let you do that. Well, Merry Christmas. Hey, I know there's some that will boycott Christmas. I know Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. Okay, I don't need any more lectures on that. Been there and done that one. I boycotted Christmas a year or two. Felt ashamed afterwards. Then I realized... You know, sure, don't celebrate it. You can just sit the day out with a a bunch of other people. Some are atheists who hate the name Christ and a day set aside every year with his title on it, Jesus Christ. Jesus is his name in English, Yeshua in Hebrew. Christ is his title, means Messiah. And they will sit it out. And they'll boycott it. Try to ban it. And then you say, well, I don't want to worship something that's pagan. And so you're basically sitting over there with the atheists and the Satanists. How's that work? You know, I came to realization. Why am I going to let anybody tell me when I can put aside a day to celebrate my Lord and Savior? If I want to do it every day of the year, that's my business. If I want to do it on December 25th, more power to you and me. Do I hear an amen? You know what? I'm not anymore going to be shamed to say, yes, I'm going to celebrate Merry Christmas 25th, and I'll do it the 26th, 27th, every day if I want to. Jesus was likely born in the spring feast. He's coming back in the fall feast. Okay, let's get over that and realize we've got enough haters in the world that are trying to destroy anything with the name Jesus Christ associated with it or a Bible associated with it or a cross associated with it and we don't need to help them out. If you don't want to celebrate it, that's your business. 
And you know, if you want to give a gift to somebody, what's wrong with giving a gift on December 25th or anything for that matter? Nothing wrong with giving a person a gift. Now, I know that there's some that don't even think about Jesus Christ when it comes to Christmas time. They're just in it for the material things. They're going to be out there getting, you know, drunk, partying, etc. Santa Claus. Okay. Well, I draw the line there. We don't celebrate Santa Claus. And in fact, I don't have a tree in my house. But, you know, I don't have any problem when it comes down to it. If someone wants to put a tree in their house, I have some fond memories growing up of the tree and the lights and ripping a little piece of the paper. I think I did, off the end of one of the boxes, try to figure out what's in there or not. Maybe I thought it did. It's been so long. But since I've had a Christmas tree in the house, to tell you the truth, I don't know when the last time was. But um, I tell you what, I always enjoyed being able to stay up late. I'm off school, watch some of the Christmas movies. In fact, I'm going to watch a Charlie Brown Christmas. I found out this on Apple TV. And uh, it's from like 1967. I saw it when, when I was a kid. You probably did too. And uh, I'm going to, you know, I don't get to watch too many things with my children. There's not much you can watch anymore that's clean. But there's nothing wrong with Charlie Brown. And so um, it'll bring back some memories. Maybe I'll watch the Christmas story. We're trying to figure out what to do here around the house. Uh, Narita said, well, hey, we didn't celebrate Thanksgiving. Uh, we're not going to do anything for Christmas. And, you know, we have in years past. And I thought, you know, oh, well, we could. But I think I'd just rather um, spend some time with the family here. There's a little city not too far away, maybe a 30-minute drive called Quintamani in the mountains. Maybe we'll drive up there. We can find a room and get up there and... Uh, have a change of scenery who knows I, we didn't do Thanksgiving because I couldn't find stuffing this year and I thought you know well number one I don't have turkey we're going to have to settle for rotisserie chicken and now I can't find stuffing I mean I live for stuffing and mashed potatoes and gravy when it comes to Thanksgiving I don't care about the turkey but the uh, the store that used to carry the stuffing uh, it had they closed it down I went over there thinking I'd surely I'd be able to buy a box of Stover's Stovetop stuffing, and they were, they were gone. Building something else in its place. I looked around; I couldn't find any. So we didn't do Thanksgiving. Uh, we're not going to have anything Christmas party probably, uh, but we'll just do something here together with the family and uh, fellowship, and just praise the Lord for being alive. Another year to be alive, be free. We're not in a prison prison camp over in North Korea. We could be, or in China. We're free. I'm free to speak God's word on this program. I've got a Bible. I don't have to rely on a priest to read the Bible in Latin and then translate it to me. So many things to be thankful for my health. God's healing my body. Uh, I did have a really bad case to probably the last <clears throat> year of silent reflux. That's about 99% gone. Since I got off the coffee, caffeine was really, I think, the culprit there. And um, praise the Lord, I'm doing better. That was really um, troubling, having to deal with that acid. I've got a lot to be thankful for. How about you?
praise the Lord. We're going to celebrate. We're going to fellowship. I thank God for another day. And uh, thank the Lord Jesus Christ for what he did for you and I. Amen. And we ought to praise him and thank him every day. Not just December 25th, but you do it every day. But I'm not going to not celebrate him on December 25th. Okay. Praise the Lord. I'm, I will say it again. Merry Christmas to you. It's all about Christ. Or what's the point? Okay. Well, hope you enjoyed a few of those songs there. Um, and uh, welcome aboard to another edition of Speak My Word here on Wednesday, December 20th, 2023. We're going to pick up here in just a few minutes with uh, Judges chapter 8. Judges chapter 8. Welcome aboard. If you're here for the first time, glad to have you. And I'm endeavoring to do Speak My Word every day. Uh, sometimes I wait till very late. It's, uh, it's almost 2 a.m. here in Bali. But I made a promise to the Lord, i got to keep it. No matter what time, i got to do it. Uh, not the Lord's fault. I waited till 2 a.m. <laughs> but uh, I was working today uh, on a commercial project. I have mentioned probably a month or two back that if God allows me to do it, I'm going to try to start a tent company to bring in some finances that are sorely needed for personal and ministry. And um, the lowest hanging fruit is doing what I've done in past years uh, before the Lord called me to do a Mega Man, and that was the herbal supplement business. That's really my background. I've had many commercial jobs over the years. I worked for the Department of Defense was in private security, was in the uh, infomercial business, uh, a senior media buyer one time, buying and selling TV time for infomercials and also to some ministry clients. That was a lot of fun. I've done many things. But then the Lord gave me a a business idea back in 2003. It was called Hootia. And my life literally changed drastically for the better within about a year of that uh, when we went into production on a herbal supplement. It was all God, the timing, everything. And uh, he prospered that business. It went about four years, and then the collapse came of 08. And uh, I began to see the faucet being turned off. And for good reason. If it had kept going, I wouldn't be doing the podcast, we would not have done 10,600 some odd shows of Omega Man Radio. To God be the glory for that. I would probably still, I would still be doing that, no question about it. Um, all in, which I, was what I was, but uh, when God turned that off, turned my attention to now what God, and then he called me to uh, report for duty, he'd been patient with me, he'd waited on me five years. He told me to speak his word in 2005, and it would take five years before I'd slow down and uh, he'd be able to get get a hold of me and um, put me on the, the new task, which was working for him in Internet Radio. And uh, we produced 10,000-plus uh, programs, as I mentioned, and he hasn't relieved me of those duties. 
I'm glad to have a job and to be here and to be able to do these programs. And uh, we're going to come back full force in January, God willing, with the the radio network of great people out there that you've come to enjoy, as I have, speaking on these shows. But um, I've been asking God for 10 years, Lord, give me another fresh idea, another gold nugget. And uh, it never came. And had it come, it would probably have uh, distracted me from the, the task at hand. However, um, I think I've got good at multitasking, and um, there's a timing for everything. There's a season for everything, amen? There's some verses about that, and the song. And so, last year, I asked again, and the answer was, I said, Lord, can I do the herbal business? And the first reply that came back, what a prophetic word they received was, not this year. And I was like, oh, doggone it. Well, time has uh, moved pretty fast. And here we are, 2024, and God has released me to do it. And uh, it'll be 2024 before we launch. But uh, I've already put the ball in motion, and uh, God is helping me. And it's like... um, learning to do something again all over. At one time, that's all I did. It was just herbal supplement, formulations, marketing, sales, handled every aspect of it. We had a thriving internet business. Um, this time is different. I don't have the, um, the winning idea at this juncture like I did before. However, I have the desire to try again, and now I'm going to wait on the Lord for the product. But uh, I figured there are a few things that we can do just to get started, get back into the swing of things. And uh, one of them is going to be a product we're going to launch called Natokinase, which is a uh, enzyme I learned about back in probably 2005. Uh, 2003, we had um, been producing a product called... Uh, Serapeptase, which a friend of mine, Anthony J. Hilder, told me about 20 years ago. And we had the world, well, we had the, the at least as far as I know, the world's uh, first 40,000 IU double O capsule, 750 milligram serapeptase enzyme. Now that probably means nothing to you. You may not know what serapeptase is, but uh, that was 20 years ago. Uh, some of these products take a long time before people even hear about them. And natokinase now is becoming more well-known. A few years later, I learned about natokinase, and we're going to do that. Uh, that's easy. It's not a special production run. It's a, a product we can get done pretty quickly. In fact, today, the reason I'm running a little bit late tonight is I was working on the label. And that's something I don't think I've done in about 10 years or more. Worked on a uh, herbal supplements label. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. And I was like, man, I think I'm back. Uh, the ball's moving. And I'm so excited to try this again. I said, Lord, going to need your help in every facet of it. Uh, would you be my partner? I said, uh, you know, I really don't want to um, partner with anybody on this. Best partner to have is no partner. <laughs> but um, 
I was thinking about it because I have really no venture capital to start with and um, was looking at needing some office space to set up to get some permits that you need <clears throat> to start a business. And I'm like, God, how am I going to do this? Top of all this, I'm in Bali right now. Uh, and I thought, you know, it seems so much easier 20 years ago. As you get older, you look back, you look at things you've done, you said, man, how did I do that? Sometimes you do things because you don't know you can't. At any rate, I just, I, I'm starting at scratch, zero. And I said, you know, Lord, would you be my partner? And I said, uh, you help me to get this thing resurrected Give the, give the ideas, give the resources, uh, give me the green lights to do this, and uh, we're going to use finances if it's successful to fund ministry. So I believe the Lord has accepted. I really do. And uh, I'm excited uh, because uh, already we've overcome some big hurdles just to get uh, the company formed. We've got a uh, we've got LLC set up, got an EIN on it. I've uh, got green lights with a production company to start manufacturing, and I'm at the final stage right now. The first product was just label design, and then probably uh, in a month or so, product will be ready. Got a lot more work to do. We've got to build a website, set up a merchant account, shopping cart, and work on advertising, and um, who knows what's going to happen, but hey, it's it's something. The leper said to the leper, why sit here till we die? Right now, I've got 100% of nothing. But who knows what might happen? If God's in it, God can bless it. What you and I are involved in, whatever God has called you to do or put on your heart to do, step out in faith and try it. You know, I'm thinking now about the disciples. They were out fishing. They'd been fishing all night. Caught nothing. And Jesus came to them and told them to uh, cast their nets on the other side. And they're like, Master, we've been out here all night. We didn't catch anything. They stepped out in faith. And look at the catch they got. They couldn't even contain it. They're bringing it in. The boat's about to sink. I said all that to say this again. The leper said to the leper, why sit here till we die? I'm thinking, God, how are we going to finance any ministry? How are we going to do these free conferences? You know, everything costs. We've got a small audience to boot. It's not like we can do a fundraiser and and, and finance everything we'd want to do. Uh, it's going to take some supernatural income. Well, I've seen God do it before. God has given me million-dollar ideas before. And I'm I'm praying he'll give me another one. And if you believe in the Lord for an enterprise, I'll agree with you that God will give you the same thing. A witty invention, a green light, resources, divine connections and contacts. Amen. There's 8 billion of us on the globe. And God has a job for each and every one of us. For you, for me. You know, hey, we have nothing ventured, nothing gained, as the old saying said. I said all this to say this. I'm, I'm doing something today that I haven't done in a dozen years or more. I'm trying to remember the last time I designed a label. 
used to it all the time because we were developing new products. And, uh, yeah, we, we had a pretty good run in the herbal supplement industry 20 years ago. In fact, uh, 19 years ago, my life changed. For the better. And uh, we had a good run with it. And, and you know, God has had me working on uh, full-time on the Omega Man Network. And we're going to continue to work on it and move forward with it. But I feel the release. He's given me the green light in 2024 to try this thing again. So now I've got to believe him for the right products. But uh, we've got one that we can launch with to get the machine started. And so, praise God, you'll be hearing more about that. We'll probably do some advertisements on this program. Uh, I'm going to target some cardiovascular products. I have a couple ideas in mind. As I have some resources to do it, we'll just pull the trigger one on one after the next. Uh, products for the heart, sports, nutrition products, things like that. But what I need is another uh, gold nugget from the Lord. Like that hoodie. Oh, my goodness. That was a God idea. Right place at the right time. And I had people tell me, what, what do you want to do a hoodie for? They were trying to talk me out of it. Well, they were talking a whole different story when they saw what happened. Nobody knew it was going to happen, but the Lord did. And um, as I've said to some people before, we've had two for two wins. So looking for number three. Okay, so enough of that. Just uh, working on that a little bit. And um, praise God. Uh, this has been an interesting six weeks. Has it been six weeks? Probably has since we took off in uh, Thanksgiving. Um, I've had some life changes. Had to give up coffee. It was about to kill me, as I mentioned. Joined the gym. Had something I haven't done in years. Um, getting serious now about losing some weight. Getting into the best shape I can ever be in in my life. So we can live another day. Folks, we've got to think uh, the long haul. It may be longer than we think before the Lord comes back. Are we going to make it to the finish line? Are we going to be able to do all that he's called us to do? Or are we going to die before our time? Because we didn't use wisdom. Because we were not prepared. Now one thing the Lord told me to do is said, get prepared. Get ready is what he said. I'm like, get ready for what? He said, be ready. Well, that can mean many things. He'd be ready for his coming. But he might call you and say, do this or go there. And it could be um, a journey involved. Or some physical expenditure. And you've got to be prepared for it physically. Mentally, spiritually, financially, emotionally. All these things. So I'm getting in the word again. Uh, well, number one, because that's what the Lord called me to do originally, and I have not been doing it faithfully. Well, that's changed, changing. We need to be in His Word every day. We need to work on our body as we can, get it strong again, and get it healthy, so we can uh, be ready to go into action when the Lord calls. Um, and again, be ready to meet Jesus if you died tonight, but. We need to work as though he's not coming back for 20 years. And we've got to finish some work before he does. So there we are. Well, that's a long introduction, but just uh, catching up with a few of you out there. Thank you for not giving up on us. Uh, Thank you for your support. 
it's kept us alive and um, we are going to uh, shoot now for 11,000 shows praise the Lord I'm working piecemeal on the reloaded programs I hope you're enjoying them there's some really good ones that we're uploading I hope you have had a chance to listen to the interview I did with my grandmother God bless her one of my biggest regrets I only got to do two shows with grandmother Wheatus I thought she was going to be around forever and I took it for granted and then she was gone man I regret that I should have had her on every week taking phone calls with me hope you got to hear that one if you haven't go back and check it out I uploaded a few days back it's called Interview with my grandmother Wheatus Weber listen to both those those are great a real general in the pioneer in the Lord's army um if if I boast in anything, I boast in the Lord. Because apart from Him, you or me can't do anything. And I realize that. If we could, we've already done it. So I'm just saying, Lord, have mercy. Lord, I know we've wasted. I know I've wasted a lot of time. Give me another opportunity. Forgive me where I've, for my shortcomings and where I've missed it. And Lord, help me to help rally me. so we can go and finish the job you've called us to do and make it to the finish line. Folks, I want to complete the job God's called me to. How about you? And I don't want to just complete it. I want some extra credit assignments. Do you ever have those in school? Do you remember those? I, had, I remember in my ninth grade class, I was taking Algebra 1. And um, math was not my best subject. I wanted to be good at it, but I really needed a tutor. But I took uh, Algebra 1, Geometry, and then Algebra 2, and that's where I stopped. I didn't do calculus. It was over my head, and uh, that was the last thing I wanted to do my senior year, is worry about uh, calculus and physics. So I realized I had enough credits to graduate, so I went in to my counselor after school had already started, first quarter, and... um, cut my schedule and I was able to trim it back to three classes a day and get out early but the point I'm making here what point was I making I just lost my track I was talking about uh, math dear lord Um, that's terrible I just lost my track well I guess if it's important it'll come back Um, where was I going I don't know. That's horrible. Okay. Well, here in just a few minutes, we're going to get started. I'm just warming up, getting my brain thought out. We're going to get into speak my word. <laughs> uh, we're going to go into, uh... oh, I know what it was. Ninth grade, extra credit. Yeah. Did you ever have a teacher where they had extra credit assignments? And uh, in addition, you regular homework you had to do they would give you extra credit and you could get a couple like two or three extra points so if your scores were floundering on a test that's way you could get them boosted a little bit and if you're already making 100 well you get you could get like 103 you know so um, that was kind of cool extra credit assignments it was it was a way to go above and beyond Really, that's the way I want it with the Lord. I said, Lord, you know, before this thing's over, 
Let me go out with a bang. I want to give the devil two black eyes and kick him in the nuts. I've said it before, I'll say it again. If there's a way to hurt the enemy in such a way that Satan actually has to just stop and cry because he's having a nervous breakdown. I'd like to be the one to give him a nervous breakdown. How about you? Who knows? Maybe there's something we can do to do that. A lot will be required of us, but I mean, you know, we're only going to live once in this body. Why not go out with a bang? Maybe my bang is yet to come over in Southeast Asia. God only knows why I'm over here. I had no idea where Bali was or knew I'd be over here seven and a half years. Maybe the journey is just starting over here. Maybe we're not to come back to America and live. I don't know. There's certainly enough roadblocks for me to get back. Oh, my goodness. Some days I think, well, I'm just going to take the family and come back home. But you ought to see what i got to go through just to get a visa for my wife. Legally through the front door. It's a nightmare. Oh, my goodness. And then and then what else you got to contend with? That's just step one. So I don't know where we're going to end up. Only God knows. He, he knows where you're going to end up. But I know that we've got time. And uh, why not just say, Lord, pile it on. Give me some extra credit assignments. I know I've missed it in the past. Let me help me make it up. I need to rec- I need to recoup. I need to get that score up on my report card. Do I hear an amen? Praise God. Or you can be one of those, I just want to get in, you know, with the least amount of work possible. That's a terrible attitude to have if that's the attitude a person has. Jesus gave all. How much more should we go all in for him? There's a song, he gave all, what more could he give? Praise God. Just give me some extra assignments, Lord. Okay. Well, we're going to get started before I ramble on again. Okay. We're going to pick up today in Judges. We've got a Matthew chapter 8 through Proverbs 20. Why don't we just open up in prayer? I know I need some prayer today. Haven't prayed enough today. Father, Yehovah, we thank you that your name has not been lost. It was never lost. We've been lost at times. We thank you that your name is being made known to the Gentiles. There's no guesswork involved anymore. Thank you for the thousands of Torah scrolls where your name is intact. We know how to pronounce it. We know how to spell it. Yehovah. We come to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Our Father, Yehovah, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine art the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Forgive me, forgive us all of our sins today. All of them going back to the very first thought, word, deed, gesture, and action. God, help us to recover all. God, help us to make up for times in the past where we didn't give you 100%. And maybe we failed. God, help us 
now to get into high gear to bear fruit to go for the enemy's jugular Father God use this as a weapon a sword in your hand that you yield that you willed in any direction you willed in any direction that you desire we yield and submit to you today not our will but thy will be done for myself God if there's anything that I have expressed that is not your will for me to do then so be it remove it close the doors that are a waste of time in our lives and open the doors that we need to step through Lord as Jesus said not my will Father but thy will be done that's where we leave it ultimately go with us today we ask for the Holy Spirit to come and teach us the word God give us all more wisdom knowledge understanding part your gifts of the Holy Spirit in abundance on all that would have them I know I would like to have more guide and direct our steps surround us with your warrior angels give us favor God and direct everyone God those in the valley of decision God that you've called to ministry make their election sure open the doors for them give them favor divine connections resources those of you call for business God bless them in those entrepreneurial pursuits so that they can abound to every good work those need a job are looking for a spouse they've been single God looking for a help meet let them meet that person this year Father God according to your will in Jesus name those need healing God we ask that you would send your word and heal them tonight Prophet Scott Lathrop Mel Novak Sean Gillespie we stand with Israel tonight Father God Joel G and all the IDF we ask that you would go before Israel and the Jewish people be their defense let them recover all surround them with your warrior angels we plead the blood of Jesus over Joel and his family and all the IDF soldiers bless them God give them favor let their enemies be scattered let those God that are trying to destroy Israel be be exposed and removed let every curse sent against Israel be reversed. Go back to the demon that sent it. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Thank you, Father God, for helping us get this far. We pray that you strengthen us all for the journey yet ahead. Help us, God, get on track, have a laser-sharp focus, direct our paths, give us a blueprint for victory, reveal the plans of the enemy so that we can sidestep their traps we pray this tonight God avenge us Father God what the devil has done to us and our families in Jesus name and also go for President Trump God give him favor we bind every demonic force trying to stop him in Jesus Christ's name Amen Okay, welcome aboard. We're going to jump on in. Judges chapter 8. And the men of Ephraim said unto him, 
Why hast thou served us thus, that thou called us not, when thou went to fight with the Midianites? And they did chide with him sharply. Now to find out who he's talking to, I better go back one chapter just to the very end there. Chapter 7, Gideon and his army of 300 men went up against an army that could not be numbered. They had so many people, camels, weapons, and all that goes along with, with war. And this host of Midian, the Midianites, were there to destroy Gideon and his army, Israel, was outnumbered. But God said, I'm going to show all who's the mighty one. And this is not going to be won by men, but you know God's going to fight their battle. The sword of Yahovah and of Gideon and God loose confusion on the camp of the enemy put the Midianites in disarray and the 300 blew the trumpets and Yahovah set every man's sword against his fellow even throughout all the host and the host fled to Beth Shittah and Zerath and to the border of Abelamaloah unto Tabath and the men of Israel gathered themselves out of Naphtali and out of Asher and out of all Manasseh in pursuit after the Midianites. Verse 24, chapter 7, And Gideon sent messengers throughout all Mount Ephraim, saying, Come down against the Midianites, and take before them the waters unto Beth Barah and Jordan. Then all the men of Ephraim gathered themselves together, and took the waters unto Beth Barah and Jordan. And they took two princes of the Midianites, Oreb and Zeb, and they slew Oreb, or Oreb, Upon the rock Oreb and Zeb, they slew at the winepress of Zeb, and pursued Midian, and brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon on the other side of Jordan. Okay. Chapter 8. And the men of Ephraim said unto Gideon, Why hast thou served us thus, that thou calledest not, when thou went to fight with the Midianites? And they did chide with him sharply. And he said unto them, What have I done now in comparison of you? Is not the gleaning of the grapes of Ephraim better than the vintage of Abiezer? God hath delivered into your hands the princes of Midian, Orb and Zeb. And what was I able to do in comparison to you? Then their anger was abated toward him when he had said that. And Gideon came to Jordan and passed over. He and the three hundred men that were with him, faint yet pursuing them. And he said unto the men of Succoth, Give, I pray you, loaves of bread unto the people that follow me, for they be faint. And I am pursuing after Zeba and Zalmunna, kings of Midian. And the princes of Succoth said, Are the hands of Zeba and Zalmunna now in thine hand, that we should give bread unto thine army? Wow, look at the attitude of these people. And Gideon said, 
Therefore, when Yahovah hath delivered Zeba and Zamuma, Zamuna into mine hand, then I will tear your flesh with the thorns of the wilderness and with briars. And he went up thence to Penuel, and spake unto them likewise. And the men of Penuel answered him as a man of Sukkoth had answered him. And he spake also unto the man of Penuel, saying, When I come again in peace, I will break down this tower. Now Zeba and Zamuna were in Karkor, and their host with them about fifteen thousand men, all that were left of all the host of the children of the east. For there fell a hundred and twenty thousand men that drew sword. For anybody think that Gideon and his three hundred did it. Come on. They stood for the Lord, but it was God, of course, who slew these hundred and twenty thousand. Gideon knows this, and God wants all to know his power. The fear of the Lord. And if God be with you, who can be against you? If God was with 300 that went up against 120,000, we can take heart there. You and God are majority. doesn't matter who is against you and I. If God be for you, who can be against you? Praise God. That's comforting in the time that we're living in. We are living in some crazy times. But you and God are majority. Paul said we ought to obey God rather than men. You might be in the minority sometime, but as long as you're standing on the side of the Lord and God is with you, you're not in the minority. The truth be known. When you've got the God of the universe back in you, and you've got Lord Jesus Christ, who is God, the Son, says, I'll never leave nor forsake you, what do we really have to fear? Sometimes I don't think we believe the word. We need to remember what it says. Remember, God's not a man he shouldn't lie. He watches over his word to perform it. I've seen God go before uh, me in my own life and what was just a crazy situation. People were saying, uh, just be prepared. Hold your head up. It's not going to go good today. And I said, I'm glad you said that because God said he's going to go before me and be my defense that I shall have plenty of silver. Or, you know, that was the word God gave me, but it could, you know, it could have been something just as similar, you know. Stand still and see the salvation of Yahovah. Watch what God's about to do. And God moved. And the naysayers, they didn't have any, any words. God before you, who can be against you? To hell with the world economic form of the who. Who are they? When God is for you, God can turn the head of a king any which way he chooses. We seem to make sure that we're in right relationship with the Lord. We're with the Lord in obedience and eschewing sin, living for Jesus, it's going to be all right. And look, if the Lord says, I'm going to bring you home, you're going to be my martyr, well, thank you, Lord. It's an honor to serve you. And uh, for me to be absent from body is to be present with the Lord. Do I hear an amen? And you get a martyr's reward. Well, you know, the more, thank you for that word of encouragement. <clears throat> Sister Jog, 
Uh, but as I'm reading the word, it encourages me. And I think about how awesome God is. And it's good to reflect sometimes where you've come from. Israel had to do that often. And remind themselves God had just delivered them out of the hands of the, you know, one of the, the greatest kings on planet earth. King of Egypt. He had a, you know, he, he ruled a mighty empire. Brought him out by his mighty hand. They got back pay for 400 years in captivity. They were loaded up with all the treasure. The gold and I think the silver and jewelry of the Egyptians. They spoiled them. And God led them through the desert by his mighty hand. Cloud by day for cover. Fire by night for light and heat. Fed them angels' food. Parted the Red Sea. Destroyed their enemies. And gave them a land to possess as their inheritance. God did many miracles for Israel. You and I know our testimonies. We can look back, I'm sure, and see where God has done miracles in our own lives. I can I can tell you many that I've seen him do in my own. They were miracles because there was no other way to explain them. And there was no other hope at that time. That's what a miracle is. It's not something you and I could do because we'd have already done it. But what's hard for men is not hard for God. Do I hear an amen? So it's good to reflect back. Encourages us, builds our faith. I know Gideon had to be feeling pretty good. Now in the beginning, he he wanted to make sure he'd heard from the Lord and he fleeced the Lord. Okay. He asked for some assurances. I want to make sure I'm hearing from you, God. But he just seen a mighty deliverance. Enemies of Israel, 120,000 men. That's a huge army. Destroyed. And they're pursuing him. Gideon went up by the way of them that dwelt in tents on the east of Noba and Jogbeha and smote the host. For the host was secure. And when Zeba and Zalmunna fled, he pursued after them and took the two kings of Midian, Zeba and Zalmunna, and discomfited all the host. And Gideon the son of Joash returned from battle before the sun was up and caught a young man of Sukkoth and inquired of him and he described unto him the princes of Sukkoth and the elders thereof even threescore and seventeen men that's uh, seventy-seven men and he came unto the man of Sukkoth and said behold Zeba and Zamuna, with whom ye did upbraid me saying are the hands of Zeba and Zamuna now in thine hand that we should give bread unto thy men that are weary and he took the elders of the city and thorns of the wilderness and briars and with them he taught the men of Sukkoth he lashed them thrashed them whipped their rear ends one time I got whipped with a uh, a switch that my grandmother Wheatus pulled off this 
shrub right outside the parsonage. And it hurt. He spanked their ace in Spanish. And he took the elders of the city and the thorns of the wilderness again and briars, and with them he taught the man of Sukkoth. And he beat down the tower of Penuel. He, he did what he said he's going to do. You don't want to feed my men? They've been out here standing in the gap. Went to war. And we're tired and we're pursuing the enemy that's on the run. We got some of these people that are hungry. They're about to faint. They've been in combat. They're just asking for some bread. Almost sounds like Nabal. When King David came up, him and his mighty men of valor, and those that followed him, and they had been out there trying to stay one step ahead of King Saul's pursuing him to try to kill David because he knew that God anointed him as his successor and as the king at his death. And they were hungry. They had been protecting this land of Nabal from would-be thieves and thugs. Nabal's in there having a big feast. Got a big, one of these big turkey legs in his hand. He just going to town on that feast. And he had asked for some food and he was, uh, he was denied. David said, for what we've done for him and my men are hungry out here we'll show him then I'll kill that man paraphrased David was going there was going to slay him and what happened Abigail stood in the gap wasn't Abigail the wife that came up there when she heard that David was on his way he was going to kill her wicked husband greedy man had no appreciation for what David and his men had been doing protecting his land and they just asked for a little bit of food it wasn't like they asked for a steak dinner just give us some bread some you know water and you know maybe some some other supplies and she quickly got her servants to round up victuals and they put them on those uh, donkeys or horses whatever they had camels I'm not sure and went out there to meet David and she was able to get him calmed down and cooled down get him to repent of his current plan which was going there and kill Nabal she brought him food apologized profusely and David said I will not kill your husband but God killed him instead struck Nabal with food in his mouth his heart says was turned to stone. He had a heart attack and died the next day. That's another story. And Abigail became a widow woman. And David said, you know, you're looking kind of pretty. And uh, you've got a good heart. I like your character. You want to marry me? Jump on my mule while I shout. And they rode off into the sunset. He had, 
he got him a new wife. Back then, I think you could have four or five wives, especially if you were King David. Just don't do it, overdo it like Solomon. Just saying. Okay. Um, but we, we see this pattern of people that are just ungrateful. Ungrateful. If it wasn't for what Gideon did, all their lives could have been at stake. So he showed Ziba and Zalmunna something. He beat them with thorns and briars. And he beat down the tower of Penuel and slew the men of the city. Oh yeah, they got it big time. Then said he unto Ziba and Zalmunna, What manner of men were they whom ye slew at Tabor? And they answered, As thou art, so were they. Each one resembled the children of a king. And he said, They were my brethren, even the sons of my mother. As Jehovah liveth, if ye had saved them alive, I would not slay you. And he said unto Jether, his firstborn, Up and slay them. But the youth drew not his sword, for he feared, because he was yet a youth. And Zeba and Zamunah said, Rise thou, and fall upon us. For as the man is, so is his strength. And Gideon arose and slew Zeba and Zamunah, and took away the ornaments that were on their camel's necks. Once again, they would not help the people of God who had went to war against the wicked and it cost them their lives. Then the men of Israel said unto Gideon, Rule thou over us, both thou and thy son, and thy son's son also. For thou hast delivered us from the hand of Midian. And Gideon said unto them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my son rule over you. Yahovah shall rule over you. And Gideon said unto them, I would desire a request of you, that ye would give me every man the earrings of his prey. For they had golden earrings because they were Ishmaelites. Now, I don't know much about the Ishmaelites, but I guess that was one of their hallmarks. They wore golden earrings. Interesting. And they answered, We will willingly give them. And they spread a garment and did cast there on every man the earrings of his prey. And the weight of the golden earrings that he requested was a thousand and seven hundred shekels of gold, beside ornaments and collars and purple raiment that was on the kings of Midian, and beside the chains that were about their camels' necks. My goodness. Some in modern times think they invented bling. And there are some people out there that are decked out with those gold chains and all that drip. I'm learning some of the vernacular from Mark Wahlberg. Watch his Instagram channel. He's released a new line of clothing called Municipal. He says, I got some more drip for you today. <laughs> I've always liked gold chains. Uh, I think I got one as a gift when I was in my teens. And I remember having this little thin gold chain wearing, to, wearing it to, in high school. And If you want to get the ultimate chain, you go to India. They have some of the highest quality gold over there 
um, and they're thick, thick chains. I've seen one, and uh, just pure, pure gold, as much as you can, you know. I think 24 karat is just super soft, and but they get it up to the highest level they can. They're super thick, and back to this bling, you know, I've seen the rap artist and all those that wear these chains. If you got the money, what the heck? But imagine your camel has got some bling. Now, that's one thing I don't think I've seen. In these rappers, they spent money and put a gold chain on the dog. <laughs> um, a camel was like a car back then. I guess that brings up an Omega Man story. Should we go down this road? I have an uncle um, who, he's my Uncle David, lives in North Georgia. Uh, entrepreneur, he used to he used to be a, a used car manager for Stone Mountain Ford, if you're familiar with North Georgia. And then he was, uh, he's been a um, car dealer. Then he started his own business somewhere around 94 or so, and it was called Extra Auto Accessories. And back then, in about 94, uh, he had all these contacts with the in the car dealerships, and so he would go around and they would do uh, different upgrades to cars. And he hired these independent contractors, and back then they would put spoilers on the cars. And then they were doing what was called back then the wood grain dash. And... Um, <clears throat> that was a special then he had this thing called the gold package and I'll, I'll get on that just for a moment but then he graduated now he does doing that now he's just into rims that's where the money's at he had like four stores here recently he may have downsized a bit but he's done very well very well selling rims and tires they even doing lift kits and uh, you know just people that got cash they just come out there and they'll deck up their cars that's what they do but back at that time in the 90s about 94 um, I was working for the government at the time and I decided to take a leave of absence and I was kind of tired of working for the government I'd been there about four years and I said let me explore some opportunities and I thought, you know, really what I want to do is I want to get into martial arts and learn Jeet Kune Do, Bruce Lee's martial art, Chun Fan Gung Fu. The place to go to is uh, Westchester, out near LAX Airport, where you would find the Dan Enosano School of Martial Arts. Dan Enosano was one of two of his students that uh, were authorized to teach Jun Fan Gung Fu and Jeet Kune Do Concepts, JKD for short. The other was Taki Kimura. Taki never left Seattle. And that was the early days of Bruce Lee. And then, of course, he was in California. And without turning this into a, a Bruce Lee biopic, uh, just suffice to say, he trained Dan and Osano, and he's the most knowledgeable guy on the planet. He's still alive in Jeet Kune Do, which was Bruce Lee's way of the intercepting fist martial arts. And I thought, you know, really what I want to do, I was working out, I was um, in martial arts at the time, when I had the time, 
<clears throat> I'd go out and work out a few times a week and uh, kickboxing. It was with an instructor named Neil Ehrlich. He had learned uh, he had learned uh, karate, karate, when he was stationed in Korea, just like Chuck Norris did. And then he came back and he trained under Jun Ri and Taekwondo and some other martial arts, and he got into kickboxing. He used to sing, look at my tooth, you see it's chipped. Joan Lewis knocked out that part of my tooth when I did a sparring match with him. Joan Lewis, if you've ever been in martial arts, he was a world champion. Uh, I better get focused here. This could be a long story, and I don't want to get off on this tangent for too long, but I used to go to classes, and I, I started to get good at it, and uh, then I would have to, I'd get called and have to, you know, go to work in the evening, do a security job, and between my full-time job during the day and then my part-time, which is almost like another full-time job in the evening, um, I never had enough time to get over a workout, and I'd be so tired, some days I just couldn't do it. And I thought, man, if I could just get a side business, I would come over here and I'd work out three hours a day. I want to get into kickboxing. And um, this is right before the start of the UFC, number one. This is back 92 94 era, 20 years ago. Was it 20 years ago? 90? Yeah, I guess it's been over 20 years ago. My goodness, more than that. Almost 30 years ago. Good grief. Somebody do the math for me. Okay. Yeah, it's been about 30 years ago. Oh, boy. Uh, and so, uh, get to get on track here. I just want to work out. Uh, but I didn't have the time. And then I thought, you know, what I really want to do is I want to go out to California. So I took this leave of absence. I kept I kept my job open in case I wanted to come back, and I'm glad I did because I ended up coming back and I was able to go back to work. But for about, uh, let's just say two months it was, I got in my truck, and I drove from Alexandria, Virginia, out to Vegas, stayed there a few days at my mom's place, and then said, Mom, okay, I'm going going into uh, California. Then I drove on down and uh, was in Torrance, California, and then went over to the uh, dojo and uh, checked it out and uh, thought, man, I'm going to come down here and take lessons. You walk into the um, the lobby of this school, and there's pictures of Bruce Lee up there with Dan Enosano. There was Bruce Lee's punching bag. I mean, this was the the place to go if you wanted to learn martial arts. As many went and have one over the years. And I met with the instructor there, Ron Balicki, and uh, he accepted me as a student. He said, "Yeah, you can start anytime you want. Tuition wasn't much at all. I just now need to get a job." And I was trying to find another government job that I could just transfer over laterally, but it didn't work out. They didn't have any openings out there. I looked at the rents. Rents were crazy back in 94, like $3,000 for an apartment. Then it was crazy. You know, if you want to be somewhere over like in Marina del Rey, it was just nuts. And I said, oh, man, 
so close but yet so far. I turned around, came back to the East Coast, disappointed. I would need to find a good job out there to stay. And uh, I stopped through Atlanta, went over to my uncle's, who had just started this business, and he was selling the wood grain dashes and the spoilers, doing pretty good. And um, he was doing a thing called the gold package. And what the gold package was is they would take these chrome whatever on your car. The Like, let's say you had a Toyota. You have the Toyota... Uh, emblem up there on the front you might have it on the back any chrome part of the car uh, they could take and they could 24 karat gold plate that's why they called the gold package because they would take and gold plate uh, antenna basil all the car badges you could do the grills some cars had more than others and there was this electrolysis machine, real scientific process, electroplating, actually is what it was. And you would have to strip off the uh, chrome, nickel plated, 24 karat gold activated. So there's this process. You have to strip off the different layers. And you had this solution, which was a, it was kind of a pink color solution that had the had the gold okay had the gold and they would gold plate it with these probes and you'd have one to ground and then the other one you had these cotton swabs you put on the outside and you dipped it into the gold solution and then you begin to rub it and voila you would put a layer of gold on there you would literally gold plate the chrome And uh, where the chrome was, now it was 24 karat. Now it was gold. I don't know that it was 24 karat, but it was it was gold. Okay, let's just be accurate. And anything that was could be gold-plated, you would do it. And, man, it looked really cool. Have you ever seen these gold grills, gold emblems, car badges? It was really nice. So I thought, hey, David, Uncle David. Uh, how about let me take one of these machines up to northern Virginia with me give me some solution here and let me go out there and hit some of these car dealerships and see if um, they'll let me do any gold packages on them and you could make anywhere two to three hundred dollars doing the uh, gold package on a car uh, but first I had to learn how to do it and so he gave me a little bit of training it's not very difficult. You just got to be careful with the solution uh, because they do put a little bit of cyanide in there for uh, hardness. And so uh, you've got to be careful not to get this solution on your skin. You've got to wear gloves. You've got to be careful how you deal with the waste, etc. And so uh, he, he uh, gave me some training. And before I went back, he got a call. He said, hey, I've got a client. They would like to have a gold package done on their caddy. 
or it was a Buick Riviera or something like that, one of these big sedans. He said, uh, I'm going to give you the address. Go on up there and do it. I said, okay. So it was like, uh, I forget, maybe a two-hour drive. I went up there, and little did I know that the two guys I was going to um, do a gold package were drug dealers. <laughs> a lot of times, when people got money to buy rims and do this kind of thing. They're probably people that are, you know, slinging coke and whatever. I don't know exactly what they were selling, but they were drug dealers. And I went, it was the middle of the day, and uh, I knock on this apartment. Open door, it was a nice apartment. These two guys invited me in. And I said, uh, hey, I, David sent me. Oh, yeah, David. You do the gold package, right? I said, yes, I do. And um, I felt very uncomfortable. Uh I said, oh my goodness, what has David put me in, put me into here? But then, you know, I just uh, settled down a little bit, calmed down, and, and then I said, I'm ready to do it. And uh, took me outside, they directed me to the car, and I did the, did the job. I said, what do you think? They liked it. And uh, they were doing bling on their car. Boy, let me tie this back in. Here are the these these Ishmaelites were. They had these gold rings, and they had so much gold, and they had bling on their camels. They had chains on the camels' necks. Good grief! That sounds like something you'd see from one of those sheiks over there in sheiks. You know, actually, you call them a sheikh. I'm not talking about a milkshake. I'm talking about a sheikh, which is you may know him as a sheikh over there in Abu Dhabi and. UAE and they've just got so much money shoot uh, their dogs live in mansions you know air conditioned dog houses uh, but anyway they used to put blings on the cars today they uh, back then they used to put blings on, bling on their camels I don't know if that story was worth anything <laughs> but I had to tell it dust off some of the memories the gold package um while I had that machine, by the way, I gold-plated a uh, pistol because I just started out when I was 21 as a gun dealer. It was a part-time hobby. I found out you could be an FFL, Federal Firearms Licensee, at age 21. So I applied for it got it. I was registered with the ATF. They gave me the license, and I could now begin to buy and sell guns. I actually had one of the first concealed weapons permits in the city of Alexandria. Uh, one of my uh, clients, his name was Steve Firestone, he was an attorney, and he would always have me ordering some new gun, stuff I couldn't afford myself, but I got to see it when I ordered it for him and logged it in, and then he'd come over and buy it. And I, I, I had a deal. I'll beat any any dealer's, excuse me, I said I'll uh, $25 over dealer cost. I used to advertise on the front page of a place called Shotgun News, and I'd get a lot of calls. $25 over dealer costs. Some of the people probably weren't happy with me, the uh, the other uh, firearms dealers, but I got some business, and, you know, Steve would come over and he'd pick up a new gun, it seemed like, uh, every every couple weeks. And uh, one day I applied for a concealed weapons permit, and I told Steve Firestone I got it, and he said, what do you mean? Show it to me. And he said, what do you know? 
he said uh, there's only two people that got concealed weapons permit here in northern Virginia you and the other is Oliver North and he had his revoked and that at one time that was a true story I had one because I'd written the judge and I said hey you know all these guns are going and we're hearing on the news every day drug dealers getting guns on the streets of DC and I said hey I'm a gun dealer 15 miles from DC and I could be robbed and I don't want my uh, inventory to, to spill out and contribute to the problem I need to arm myself and the judge agreed and I used to have this little 25 Raven it's all I could afford it was like a $35 gun you could buy them for $32 <laughs> little 25 ACP but it was made out of chrome and it had wood handle wood grips so I actually gold plated that thing with the machine well the gold plating business didn't do too well for me up there I couldn't find, really get any uh, any uh, dealer interested that seemed to be something more popular down south but alas bling again and the weight of the golden earrings that he requested was a thousand and seven hundred shekels of gold beside ornaments and collars and purple raiment that was on the kings of Midian and beside the chains that were about their camels necks I got a special song we'll save for you talking about camels and Gideon made an ephod thereof uh oh and put it in his city even an Ophrah and all Israel went thither a whoring after it which thing became a snare unto Gideon unto his house he made an idol what, what are you doing Gideon come on man thus was Midian subdued before the children of Israel so that they lifted up their heads no more and the country was in quietness forty years in the days of Gideon imagine being at peace for forty years you know if your ways please the Lord even your enemies will be at peace with you and Jeroboam another name for Gideon the son of Joash went and dwelt in his own house and Gideon had three score and ten sons of his body begotten for he had many wives wow seventy sons I'm like to my wife Narina I said mama if you could have another baby because she's had to have cesareans we don't want her to have to go through that again I'd have number four with you Could you imagine 70? I'm thinking now about uh, what it costs to send children to school. you got to clothe them. Imagine 70. I'll have conversations with local Balinese. They'll say, do you have any children? i say, yes, I have three here, and I've got two from my youth. Back in America, they're grown now. How about you? Oh, I have two, and I said, well, you need another one or two. And then look at me, and I said, just need to buy more rice. That's a staple over here. In Indonesia, they say, if you haven't eaten rice, you haven't eaten. You could eat anything else, full-course meal, but if you haven't served them rice, they'll say to you, where's my rice? Because in Indonesia, if the saying is, if you haven't eaten rice, you haven't eaten. 
So when people think about getting other children, more children, they think, oh man, I've got to pay for the school and I've got to buy more rice. Gideon, how did you do that, son? 70 kids? Wow. And his concubine that was in Shechem, she also bare him a son, whose name he called Abimelech. And Gideon the son of Joash died in a good old age and was buried in the sepulcher of Joash his father in Ophrah of the Abizrites. And it came to pass, as soon as Gideon was dead, that the children of Israel turned again and went a-whoring after Balaam and made Baal-bareth their god. Oh, boy. Here you've been at peace for 40 years, and then people backslid, and now they're whoring after other gods. And the children of Israel remembered not Yehovah their god who had delivered them out of the hands of all their enemies on every side. Neither showed they kindness to the house of Jeroboam, namely Gideon, according to all the goodness which he had showed unto Israel. That said, Gideon was a reluctant warrior, but nonetheless he answered the call of God. He tore down his father's idols, and then God used him with 300 mighty men, with 300 men, they were mighty because they did go to battle. And um, they did exploits for the Lord. They witnessed the sword of the Lord, the sword of the Lord in Gideon. The enemies of Israel were destroyed, over 120,000, I guess, Midianites and others. And they brought peace to the land. And then he dies and people backslid. That's sad. But we see that today too sometimes. I'm going to take a break. I've got a song for you. Talking about camels and bling. We might as well play this one. Not much changes. When you have crazy amounts of wealth and you have nothing to spend it on, you start getting all kinds of bling. You, you see the uh, Arabs over there they got so much money from that oil uh, what they spend it on and uh, I think the Sultan of Brunei um, he just was collecting Rolls Royces and he just stacked them on top of each other I mean he had like I don't know 50 Rolls Royces can't even drive them just collects them like Bitcoin okay we're going to continue on now I got to get serious Matthew chapter 8 When Jesus was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said unto him, See thou tell no man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy. 
grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou should come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I send you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. And I say unto you, that many shall come from the east and west and sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping, and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. And when Jesus was coming to Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. And he touched her hand. And the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. When the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities, and bare our sicknesses. Now when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave commandment to depart unto the other side. And a certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. And another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said unto him, Follow me and let the dead bury the dead, bury their dead. And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves. But Jesus was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, Save us, we perish. And Jesus saith unto them, Why are ye fearful? O ye of little faith. Talk to the whole group. Ye, it's plural. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? And when he was come to the other side into the country of the Gergesenes, there met him two possessed with devils coming out of the tombs, exceeding fierce, so that no man might pass by that way. 
And behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God? Art thou come here to torment us before our time? And there was a good way off from them, a herd of many swine feeding. So the devils besought him, saying, If thou cast us out, suffer us to go away into the herd of swine. And he said unto them, Go. And when they were come out, they went into the herd of swine, and behold, the whole herd of swine ran violently down a steep place into the sea, and perished in the waters. And they that kept them fled, and went their ways into the city, and told everything, and what was befallen to the possessed of the devils. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they besought him that he would depart out of their coast. Okay, that's chapter 8. Let's go now to Proverbs chapter 20. Proverbs chapter 20. Wine is a strong, excuse me, wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging. And whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. The fear of a king is as the roaring of a lion. Whoso provoketh him to anger sinneth against his own soul. It is an honor for a man to cease from strife, but every fool will be meddling. The sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. Therefore shall he beg and harvest and have nothing. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find? The just man walketh in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. A king that sitteth in the throne of judgment scattereth away all evil with his eyes. Who can say, I have made my heart clean? I am pure from my sin. Diverse weights and diverse measures, both of them are like abomination to Yahovah. God hates those things. Because there are people that are defrauding one another. Even a child is known by his doings, whether his work be pure and whether it be right. The hearing ear and the seeing eye. Yahovah hath made even both of them. Love not sleep, lest thou come to poverty. Open thine eyes, and thou shalt be satisfied with bread. It is not, it is not, saith the buyer. But when he has gone his way, then he boasteth. There is gold in a multitude of rubies, but the lips of knowledge are a precious jewel. Take his garment that is surety for a stranger, and take a pledge of him for a strange woman. Bread of deceit is sweet to a man, but afterwards his mouth shall be filled with gravel. 
Every purpose is established by counsel, and with good advice make war. He that goeth about as a tellbearer revealeth secrets. Therefore meddle not with him that flattereth with his lips. Whoso curseth his, curseth his father or his mother, his lamp shall be put out in obscure darkness. It means you, you will die prematurely before your time. In all likelihood, it's violating one of the Ten Commandments. We have to repent if we've dishonored a mother and father. <clears throat> Whoso curseth his father or mother, again, his lamp shall be put out in obscure darkness. An inheritance may be gotten hastily at the beginning, but the end thereof shall not be blessed. Say not thou, I will recompense evil. But wait on Yahovah, and he shall save thee. Diverse weights are an abomination unto Yahovah, and a false balance is not good. Men's goings are of Yahovah. How can a man then understand his own way? It is a snare to the man who devoureth that which is holy, and after vows to make inquiry. A, a wise king scattereth the wicked and bringeth the will over them. The spirit of man is the candle of Yahovah, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Mercy and truth preserve the king, and his throne is upheld by mercy. The glory of young men is their strength, and the beauty of old men is the gray head. The blueness of a wound cleanseth away evil. So do stripes the inward parts of the belly. I'm going to stop right there. I think I talked too much tonight, and I apologize. Uh, but we did read three chapters, so praise God. Father God, in Jesus' name, thank you for your word. We ask you to bless everybody that came out. God, put a hunger and a thirst in each of us to get in your word like never before, to devour it, to study, to show ourselves approved, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Bless everyone who's tuning in. God, some may be on the road this week. Give them traveling mercies to and from, wherever they're going. We plead the blood of Jesus over all of us and our families, our nation God we ask again that you would expose the evildoers expose those that are plotting against us all at COP28 at the WHO and the WEF CDC let their plans come to naught in Jesus Christ's name God go before us and be our defense that we'd have plenty of silver Job 22:25. pray that for myself and everyone out there tonight in Jesus Christ's mighty name have your way Father God Amen Friends, we'll be back again tomorrow. I'll be doing a show on Christmas Day, too. Uh, we're doing them seven days a week. Um, pray for me as I endeavor to, to do this program every day. I need to be back in the Word. Sharpen the uh, sword of the Spirit. Maybe it'll bless someone and encourage you also to get in the Word. And um, have a great day. If you want to contact me, you can find me at omegamanradio.com. I'm going to get some more Reloaded shows put up there, I think, probably in a few minutes. 
So look for some new stuff in the archive. All the shows are free. There's no charge for anything. And again, thank you to those that have supported this program. You got us through 2023. God richly bless you. Okay, we will see you next time. Close with a song or two. <laughs> 